Where the twilight meets the darkness, you will find us. Where imagination meets reality, we will be there. When the road vanishes into the night, we will guide you. Come with us on a journey into the unknown. Ride along with us as we open the box. Walk the path to enlightenment and face your greatest fears with us. Together, you are listening to the R&D Project. You got a light for an old leprechaun's pup? This old lep, he played one. He played pogo on his luck. Ring around the rosy, a pocket full of posy. Me golden, delicious gold. <laughs> you should have picked door number two, me lad. <laughs> Little girls shouldn't look for four-leaf clothes. You great son of a bitch. Fuck you, Lucky Charms. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Day, everyone out there, and welcome to a very special episode of the R&D Project. Okay, it's not so special, but it is an episode, and it is St. Patrick's Day. And I am your host up here in New Jersey, Rob Nicholson, um, trying to stay safe in the horror den by staying away from the dreaded pandemic coronavirus. And I am joined, as always, by my best buddy, my hetero life mate, my partner in crime, Donnie Sturgis down in Virginia. How you doing, Donnie? Greetings and salutations, all your way basties out there. That's probably a horrible Irish accent. I apologize. It's the best <laughs> I could do. Um, but hey, how's it going out there, everybody out there in listener land? Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty much uh, zoning myself off from the coronavirus down here as well at the old uh, Sturgis compound. Hopefully you guys are all... Uh, you know, washing your hands and keeping yourself safe and wearing your masks and doing whatever it takes to, you know, to kind of ride out this, uh, uh, this epidemic, I guess, pandemic. Yeah. Pandemic uh, now. So, but, uh, yeah, everything's, you know, otherwise everything's going good down here. I hope you guys are having, uh, you know, are doing well. And, yeah. It, it, it's been crazy all over. I mean, I, I said earlier today that, um, you know, I, I just feel like I'm going to drive by a cemetery and see walkers outside because I well, mean, they're like shutting down everything like Broadway shut down today. Uh, Major league baseball can't, uh, can't or postpone the season. NBA is in indefinite postponement. NHL soccer. You told me, you told me earlier today that they shut it down in the middle of the game. Yeah. The, so the, the big East tournament, um, one of the games was shut down at halftime. Um, it probably never should have started. They only had like 200 people in the arena. But yeah, they shut it down at halftime, which you know. Well, I had, I had heard that they were, that that they had already previously like told the crowd it's not to come. Right, and they that they had they had started that. Most of the other tournaments, the big ones in the country, had already shut down. Um, but this is the first time since the tournament started in 1939, the actual NCAA March Madness uh, tournament that they they announced later on later on. Uh, well, earlier this afternoon, later on from the Big East cancellation, that the whole entire tournament of 64 is um, is done, and that that's billions of dollars in revenue that go to you know goes to the NCAA, oh, yeah, to the colleges. I mean, that's a lot of money. It's it's um, getting it's getting really bad. Like I just I just read the Disneyland shutting down, even though yeah. Disney's still open. Yep. Uh, Disney. Speaking of Disney, they just postponed a lot of their big movies that are coming out. They they just postponed Mulan. They just postponed New Mutants, and they're looking to postpone a lot more uh, other films. Uh, down they the don't line. want people in the theater. Right. Um, you know, it's, um, and, and, uh, you know, the same thing, there's other films, the James Bond flick, the, the, the newest James Bond flick has been postponed till November. Yep. It was supposed to come out in, I think in April. Yep. Um, and you know, funny. So I live, uh, for all of you listeners out there, I, I live in Hampton, Virginia, which is 30 miles South of Williamsburg, which is where, um, Bush Gardens Williamsburg is located. I have a season's pass, which means for a low monthly fee, I can go whenever I want to. I can just shoot up there. It's like a it's like a thirty minute drive, no big deal. Ride a couple rides, and it you know it it make, it, it pays itself off, and no you know no problem. Their their opening day is supposed to be tomorrow. I actually haven't looked to see if they're still planning to do it. Wow. I was actually thinking about going, but now maybe not. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, it's, you know, I work in, um, I work in telecom and just recently I got put back into the residential side of telecom. So now I have to go in people's houses yeah. and my company, um, and I won't say my company's name, but my company and it infinite wisdom thinks that, you know, we'll be okay by using hand sanitizer and uh, sanitizing wipes. And it's, I mean, I, I'm not an alarmist, okay? Things have gotten fucking weird in this country though. I, but I'm still not an alarmist. You know, I, I'm hoping that I don't go to sleep tonight and dream of Mother Abigail um, because I really, really don't want to have to go pick up Donnie and like traverse across the country <laughs> and meet up with, you know, M-O-O-N spells happiness. Um, I, I just, I don't want that for my, my life. My life for you. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so I'm really hoping that I don't go to sleep and dream of Mother Abigail. Um, and for those of you who don't know what reference that is, stop listening to our podcast. Just kidding. It's from The Stand, which is being remade into another film this year, um, a miniseries, I believe, on TV. Um, and it should be epic. But anyway, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a weird time. It's, it's mm. definitely strange in this country right now. And um, I, I mean, I hope, I hope that everything stays status quo that, you know, we, we crush the curve or flatten the curve as I guess we're trying to do. Um, but yeah. I mean, it's been a, it's been I mean, a strange week for the most part. So any of those, any of you guys who, you know, who are listening that know me and even, you know, those of you who don't. So, I work for the government. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a civil servant. You know, I'm a civilian that works for the United States Air Force. Um, and I work on an Air Force base. Um, we're even starting to get notifications. Um, I was just telling Rob earlier, you know how the military and like the government and stuff, you know, they have the threat cons and they have the force protection, uh, different um, levels of force protection and stuff. So now they have one for the health stuff now too. We, we just got notifi- notified today at work that we're in health, uh, like health con alpha or something like that. Um, which is one step up from like green. So we, we are one step up from, from all, from situation normal. So right now it's just like, everybody be careful. Some stuff's going to get canceled, you know, but even we are, there's even buzz at my job saying that we might actually shut down. Um, if this gets, you know, to be too bad. And so, but hey, you know what? If you if you feel symptomatic, be a hypochondriac. There's nothing wrong with being a hypochondriac, but be a hypochondriac by going to the hospital or to the doctor or to urgent care. Go somewhere where they can test you. Because you know what? Even people that are just carriers are still giving it to the the older, the the sick, um, you know, people with underlying health conditions, and you know, unfortunately, it, it's spreading that way. So I I will say this: we were given a list of you know, basically given like, I mean, cause obviously since the military, you know, they, they have to give us the straight up word. It's not, you know, it's not, it's not bent by the media and it's not, you know, it's not sugar coated or it's not like, you know, over inflated. So they gave us the, and, and for the most part, most of us, and, and here's the thing, there's a possibility that it's more widespread. Cause I mean, there, there's two cases that have already been confirmed down here in Virginia beach, which is a half an hour South of me. But here's the thing, even though they're, the confirmed cases are just starting, they're saying that most likely it's already like everywhere. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and, but the thing is, here's the thing, it's nothing to get, the, 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 the people you need to be concerned about the most are the elderly and people with health problems. Yep. That's the, those are the two that are most at risk. The rest of us are going to come down with flu-like symptoms, like severe flu-like symptoms, like you know, like it's, you're feeling like you're going to die, but you'll be fine in just a couple of days. Correct. Um, so, so far. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it, well, yeah, that's, that's what they're saying. I mean, it could be something <laughs> completely radically worse. Correct. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, just, you know, don't touch people. Don't put your hands in your mouth. Wash your hands. Stop touching people and wash your fucking hands. Yeah, you know, just, just take precautions. Um, try to avoid large crowded areas. Don't isolate yourself. This whole, and this other thing too, this whole stocking up on food and toilet paper and shit, knock it the fuck off. That's right. not helpful. Right. That is okay. not, that's not what, this is not a fucking hurricane. This is not a fucking snowstorm. I need toilet paper. <laughs> like seriously, that, that, that's the wrong, that is the exact wrong thing to do. You're not, you're not being asked to quarantine yourself in a bunker. Correct. 
and write out a nuclear holocaust for Christ's sake. Like I have no problem with shit back on the shelf. Let other people have their fair share. I have no problem with people having water and lots of it. Have water. Yeah. We buy stock up the shit out of water. Um, You know, that was something that's come about in the past 30 years. You know, we, we, we just buy water constantly. We're always buying water um, because you know, our tap water sucks and, yeah, it, my tap water it, sucks too. Not as bad as Flint, Michigan, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so this podcast has quickly turned into an environmental <laughs> podcast. Right. We are and no you know longer, the, you know, the heart, well, we still could, the R&D project still fits actually. Yeah, that's true. We're <laughs> researching <laughs> and developing uh, cures for Corona and <laughs> cures for the water problems in our country. And anyway, we're not here to be political. We're not here. We're just, listen, we love you guys. We want you guys to be safe. If yep. you feel something, go take care of it. You know, it's just if like that old adage. Say something. Right. If you see something, say something. It's not that hard. And and like, wash your hands. Just wash your hands. That's right. Ugh. Anyway. Especially so, bank it or something. I mean, just, just, just be careful. Yeah. Again, Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patty's Day to you all. It's all a part of me lucky charms. This is a this is a day for corned beef and cabbage, or for someone who doesn't like cabbage like myself, it's a day for corned beef and sauerkraut. Which for me always, it's 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 a day for lucky fucking charms. I'm it. I don't I'm that not a too. big fan of corned beef or cabbage. So fuck I it. can't, but I can't eat lucky charms because you know it goes against working out every morning. Um, but yeah, I was a big lucky charm for a reason. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I, I do. I used to love lucky charm cereal, but I would piss off my family because I would always sit there, watch Saturday morning cartoons and pick out all the marshmallows and eat them. Yeah. And now there are companies that actually make boxes of marshmallows. You can just eat. That's correct. And I do the same thing with, with Boo Berry and Frankenberry and Count Chocula. I always eat the marshmallow stuff. You know I what I did one time? True story. Pepper. True story. One of my favorite series, and I, I, I know we're going to get to the episode. I swear to God, everybody. One of, the, one of my favorite cereals growing up was Cookie Crisp. Now, this was back in the day when there were two flavors of Cookie Crisp. There was vanilla cookie and chocolate chip cookie. They don't have the vanilla cookie one anymore. Now it's just the chocolate chip cookie. Right. But I, I mean, vanilla cookie was okay. It, it was, you know, it was whatever. I always liked the chocolate chip cookie one anyway. But there was one day I was like, I got this idea. I was like, man, Cookie Crisp is so delicious. I love that cereal. We had a package of, you know, the, the crunchy, like, uh, Chips Ahoy. Uh, you know, not the soft Chips Ahoy, but, like, the original crunchy Chips Ahoy cookie. We had a package of those in, in the cupboard. And I was like, dude. I was home by myself because I was a latchkey kid. So I was like, I have to try this. So I went into the cupboard, got the, got the, the, the Chips Ahoy cookie, got, so, got a bowl, got a spoon, got some milk. I think I grabbed maybe like six cookies, crumbled them into my bowl, poured milk on it. Now, I will say this. It gets a little soggy, but oh my God, is it delicious. Oh, I highly recommend trying it at least once. It's fucking amazing. It's like, oh, you, you almost you almost don't want to go back to Cookie Crisp at, at, at that point because you're like, wait, this. So this is what chocolate chip cookies and milk actually does taste like. Well, fuck. Um. Anyway, I digress again. <laughs> we we digressed a lot. It's okay though. This is the digress episode. Well, to be fair, I, you know, I don't want to say we don't have a lot to say about our, our subject for tonight. I mean, we have enough to say, um, but um, I really, it's, it's, I wanted, I really just want to dive into the spirit of, of, of what we're going to talk about more than just like the details like we normally do. Cause uh, we were just talking about this earlier. We don't want to just be known as like a, um, a movie review. I know we've been reviewing a lot of movies lately. It's, it's, it's low hanging fruit. We'll be honest, but I don't want to just be that. So without further ado, really, tonight, in honor of St. Patty's Day, we're going to look at the Leprechaun movies, mainly the first one, and I'm going to touch upon the most recent one, Leprechaun Returns, because I just watched it because I want to kind of check it out. But I don't really want to talk about the movies themselves, like in detail. I don't want to go through like the plot or anything, like there will be a little bit of that. But I really want to talk about like just the spirit, you know, kind of what went behind it and everything, and just talk about, you know, 
the the legacy of Leprechaun Returns and stuff like that, and just you know, just just kind of have fun with it. Let, let's just be loose about it, and just kind of in the spirit of the holiday. So you know, grab your green beer, grab your you know your uh, your bangers and mash if that's what you prefer, or your your corned beef and and, and cabbage, um, and let's just fucking just talk you know loosely about some Leprechaun shit. <laughs> So we're going to start with the first one. Obviously, that is the the, the main one. Yeah, yeah. It's it, I, it, some people might call it a cult classic. It's not. I mean, I think it's a it's a horror. Legend. It has its followers. Yes, I, I I think that it's a it's a movie that has held up well over time. Um, it's uh, let's see, it's twenty seven years old. It came out in nineteen ninety three. Yes, it did. And it was the film debut of one particular friend <laughs> Jennifer Aniston so this came out in the early 90s when the face of horror was changing um, a lot of the stuff that we remember from the 80s like Nightmare on Elm Street stuff like that the 90s were, were starting to bring in a different type of approach to horror films a different kind of tone a different the the, the way things the way cinematography was done the way things are shot and one thing that was definitely starting to come into play more and more was horror wasn't really horror anymore it was a horror comedy um wishmaster um uh child's play critters um a lot of those were coming out right around the same time as leprechaun were all doing the exact same thing they were like let's let's do let's put comedy let's just make a straight up horror comedy and the other thing they have in common too is if you look at all the ones i mentioned they all have almost the same amount of sequels like just churning them out True. Each one more outlandish than the last one. Um, so there's definitely, there was definitely um, a certain approach that was being mined uh, ad nauseum at this time. So anyway, go ahead, Rob. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> so uh, this is, this, <laughs> let's start over. So this is a 1993 movie. It is directed by Mark Jones. We um, and written also, by Mark Jones. Yes, and he is uh, also the director and co-writer of Rumpelstiltskin, which is another. Uh, that's a guilty pleasure horror movie for me. I love the story of Rumpelstiltskin. Sure. But anyway, this is the film debut of one Jennifer Aniston, like we said. And the plot summary goes something like this: because all of them, all eight movies, except for maybe the or the last two, sort of follow along the same type of thing. So. Dan O'Grady steals 100 gold coins from a leprechaun, played by Warwick Davis, while on vacation in Ireland. The leprechaun follows him home, but Dan locks the murderous midget in a crate held at bay by a four-leaf clover. Ten years later, J.D. Redding, played by John Sanderford, and his daughter Tori, played by the lovely Jennifer Aniston, rent O'Grady's property for the summer. When their new neighbors accidentally release the leprechaun, he goes on a murderous rampage to reclaim his gold. Now, nice and simple, nice and easy. Leprechaun wants his fucking gold back. Ugh, we've learned in the past, don't take or touch other people's shit. It leads to bad things. And it's <laughs> normally by stupid white people, especially kids. <laughs> well, in this case, Dan O'Grady wasn't a kid. Um, but Did yeah. Caucasians. And he only stole 100 gold coins. Like it's a fucking leprechaun. I'm sure he had a whole bunch more. But anyway, I digress. Leprechauns are very, very particular about their gold, apparently. That's right. Um, to steal me lucky charms. Oh, and, I mean me lucky gold. Now, I will admit, this was one of those franchises that I skipped out on uh, when it first came out. I, I had not seen a single – I've seen bits and pieces. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Because they've aired on sci-fi a million times. And they've aired on a couple other – because especially – during around St. Patty's Day every year, somebody's going to do a damn marathon. I've seen bits and pieces of all of them uh, up until last year when I finally sat down and watched the first one in full for the first time because I was like, okay, I really want to see what this is all about. Because before that, I don't know what it is, but because I knew uh, – because and that's the thing, I, going back to the whole change, uh, the, the whole paradigm shift that occurred in the 90s with, when it came to horror – I started to avoid a lot of horror in the nineties for this reason, because they were starting to become too comedic. Um, there are a few exceptions. Candyman tr uh, played it straight. Um, you know, and, 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 and there are other ones. I mean, you had, you had other people coming into play. I mean, this was right around the time that 
uh, horror was being turned on its head anyway because you had the Scream franchise franchise that had just started. Wes Craven was already turning the the uh, was already like breaking the fourth wall and and turning the horror genre on its ear by taking a look at itself and going, oh, this is what horror is all about, guys. He was pulling the curtain back in the early '90s as it was. And so at that point, everybody is kind of like, well, what do we do now? Because the magician's tricks have been shown to the audience. Um, let's just be, let's just make fun of ourselves then. Let's just do that. And so a lot of, like, again, Wishmaster did it. Um, not so much in the first one, but definitely after, from the second one on. Um, uh, you know, Child's Place, again, first one was serious when it was in the 80s the rest of them came out once they got into the 90s man it became something entirely different in fact i would say the chucky movies are very much a spiritual successor uh, or a spiritual soulmate to um to the leprechaun series because very similar in tone batshit insane they just tried crazy shit afterwards uh critters is another one first one was more horror with a little bit of comedy but then after that boom comedy like it was it's there was nothing really scary about any of them after that point. Um, and so, you know, I think it's one of the reasons why I kind of steered clear uh, of, um, uh, like, I, I didn't, I see, I saw the first child's play. I saw the first three child's plays. Didn't really care to watch them once they became all about Chucky being goofy. I was like, eh, I don't really care anymore. Oh, I mean, um, that, that even happened with Freddy Krueger and Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, and, and, and I trust me, I'm, I trust, I'm still sore about that too. And uh, I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> and, and some people, some people will say that that happened to, you know, the Jason character, especially in part eight. Um, but yeah, I mean, not, <laughs> don't don't get part eight is a disaster for entirely different reasons. But not even not even um, near as 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 hokey as Leprechaun would become. As much as I love the series, as um, A Nightmare on Elm Street would become, but, and but the difference there is that those series were born out of the eighties, so they correct. were one thing and and slowly turned into. The, the series that we're talking about now, these are all series that kind of started in the 90s and started off that way. Right. And, and then got worse. So I, I liked Leprechaun when it first came out. So I had just graduated high school. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was kind of a cool flick. Um, I love Warwick Davis. I think he's uh, an amazing performer. Uh, fun fact, in this movie, he did his own stunts. Um, you know, I, I think he, he's great. And yes i i expected leprechaun to have some humor this movie also say, this movie also revitalized his career because he wasn't doing much before then right. and he almost didn't take the job because originally this movie was supposed to just play straight horror right um the way the way mark jones originally wrote the the screenplay for this this was supposed to be a straight up horror flick but as he started playing with it and polishing the film he started adding more and more humor to it um and warwick davis almost didn't take the job but uh event when but he eventually did take it because he realized you know that his career was kind of like in a slump at that point but right um but anyway go ahead he's so i lost my thought of trance <laughs> <laughs> but i never viewed i never viewed this movie as as a uh, as a comedy you know, I mean, not even comedy horror. I was, I was legitimately kind of freaked out and frightened by Warwick Davis's portrayal of the Leprechaun, because he was, he was still sinister when this movie really started. Yes, there was funny, funny things, funny lines, things like that. But as a whole, definitely, you know, not like uh, Leprechaun Two, Electric Boogaloo. Um, <laughs> Or, you know, the leprechaun in space or leprechaun in the hood. By then it had become just this, again, ridiculous character of itself. And it's almost like what we say when we're actors on stage and we're going through like a two or three week run. All of a sudden you start getting ad libs, you know, where you're allowed to ad lib. And ad libs just grow bigger and bigger and bigger until they become too much. Now, in this movie, it wasn't too much. It was pretty much, you know, spot on. And as they went along and as they got, you know, later on into different movies and different productions or whatever, um, it just became, it was like, oh my God, like, it's not, it's not scary anymore, nor, nor is it meant to be, I think. So I think this movie was meant to terrorize in some ways. Um, 
it's funny because Mark Jones had gotten the idea by watching a Lucky Charms commercial and he just wanted to make the leprechaun be the bad guy, which is, you know, that's kind of fucking awesome. I mean, that, that's really how a good writer writes. He like sees something little and turns it into something big. See Wes Craven. I mean, Wes Craven used to read the newspaper every day and pulled a lot of his ideas out of what he was reading, you know, just normal it's- everyday day to day. It's it's funny because I was actually I I, I was actually going to make a joke earlier um, about how by the time you know 1993 came around, the number of holidays that you could build uh, horror franchises around was 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 very very slim pickings at that point, yeah. and I almost feel like uh, it, just as a joke, I was just picturing like a boardroom, you know, Mark Jones is sitting there, and they're all like, we it's it's either this or Arbor Day. What do you guys want to fucking do? They're like, all right, we'll take we'll take St. Patty's Day. We'll we'll do that. Well, I mean, they could have just named renamed Evil Dead, uh, you know, Arbor Day Horror because the trees, you know. Oh, oh God! Don't even don't even get me wah, started. Wah, 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 wah. So I do. So I want to like, I I understand completely where you're coming from. You know, you watched it when it originally came out. So my my results have varied. My mileage has varied. Um, because I didn't see the, the, the original Leprechaun until last year, I will say this. I liked it. I really did. I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I didn't find it scary at all. I, because here's, here's the thing. I was a kid. And, and I, that's, I, said, I get that. I totally get that. Like that I, 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 I prefaced what I was about to say with, I get where you're coming from. If I'd have watched it as a kid, I probably would have been in the same boat. Because here's the thing. Warwick Davis's Leprechaun, he's an evil Bugs Bunny. Because well. no, he there's one point he's riding a tricycle down the road after the truck, like he he does some he 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 does cat noise like he does Bugs Bunny like things in this entire movie, and I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm actually saying it in like like he's kind of he's doing what Freddy Krueger did in in the um um in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy's Dead, the final nightmare. Like he's pulling off weird. And, and, you know, he's making quips and everything. Like, there, there are some, I will say, there are a couple of truly terrifying moments or some good kills. But for the most part, that's, it's kind of, like I said, my, re, my, my, my results varied on this one. Because when I watched it, I was, because it's goofy. It, it's, it, there's a lot of goofiness. The, the, the kids, because uh, you've, um, uh, you've got Mark Holton, which anybody who doesn't know Mark Holton by name, you'll probably know his face. Uh, he played Francis, the the rich kid who stole Pee Wee Herman's bike in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Uh, he was also Chubbs in uh, um, in Teen Wolf. Uh, a very popular character actor at that time, doing a lot of stuff. He plays a simpleton named Ozzy, and they really play up the simpletonness of his character. Like he does some really doofy shit, like just like like almost almost like um almost like not to use the but but going full r word like it's 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 really silly and and again i'm not saying i'm not saying it in a bad way i i enjoyed it i i enjoyed the madcapness of of it all Um, you didn't find even now you didn't find the leprechaun himself okay forget about the funny parts but i mean when he was sinister that didn't terrify the fuck out of you no and here's because i'm an adult now and yeah, because but still but uh, no i'm t- like i will i admit if i saw this what when when you and i were the same age and you saw this i would have had the same reaction you did i was 19 I, but i was still a kid i find i find warwick da- I, I find warwick davis terror uh terrorizing uh throughout the film but part of the problem is is during those days warwick davis was as much of a household name like he was in willow he was sure. wicked he didn't have much to his name. He's too recognizable to me now. Because I, even under the makeup, I because I've seen him as Flitwick in fucking Harry Potter. Yeah. I've seen him I've seen him do so much other I've seen him in Doctor Who. I've seen him I he had his own TV show on on BBC on the BBC for a while called uh, Life's Too Short. Uh, uh was produced by oh, Ricky wow. Gervais. Life's t- it's it's a funny show. It's 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 one of those office style comedies where he plays a fictionalized version of himself. Mm-hmm. Ricky Dr- and and it's produced in by Ricky Gervais and uh, Stephen Merchant, and and they also star in it as themselves. And it's basically it's basically um, Warwick Davis trying to uh, just trying to get work as an actor. 
Um, there's a lot of guest stars throughout the episodes, like Liam Neeson and Johnny Depp. It's really, really a funny show, but it also gets a little bit dark at times. Um, but it's really just the work Davis poking fun at himself and just being like a, a he, he, he kind of does a, an overdramatized version of himself where he's kind of a dick. Uh, but so is everybody else in the show, Ricky Gervais especially, because that's how Ricky Gervais is. Um, so that said, that's part of the problem is there's this um, um, uh, not disillusionment, but there's this uh, detach, detachment okay. that I have uh, now. And because of that, like, like I said, during the, like when it first came out, Warwick Davis wasn't a household name. He, like I said, he'd done like two movies. He'd, he'd played Wicket and he'd played Willow and maybe a couple things here and there that I'd never seen. So him of the makeup, he would have been very terrorizing when I was, when, when we were 19. But now because of the fact that I, that I know him too well, even with makeup on after seeing him in so many things, it, it just, I'm just like, uh, Warwick Davis is trying to be terrorizing. All right, that's cool. <laughs> you know, and that's, it's, you know, it's just, I think it's just, uh, it, it, it's just um, uh, in a way that that's a, that, that's, that's a way that the movie hasn't aged very well because of the popularity. If the, if, if Warwick Davis has stayed a no name, if he'd have stayed a nobody and I watched that movie last year, I probably would have been a little bit more off put by, by some of the shit that he did. Um, but again, fair. It, it's, you know, but that doesn't. That does not suggest in any way, shape, or form that I did not like the movie. I really did like it. I liked it a lot. I didn't like it maybe for the reasons that it intended, but I liked it for. It was very entertaining. I thought it was. I, I loved some of the, the the goofiness of the the characters, and I I, I loved. I I actually loved some of his antics, uh, the leprechauns' antics and stuff. There were some good kills. You know, uh, some the taunts were fun. It, it's it's a fun flick. I, I it, will... it, it's funny when when we did the um, when we did uh, Camp Blood event uh, last year when I played Dracula. Right. Um, I I sat in the bathroom and it was funny because my voice came out as a, a sort of a leprechaun, yeah. but I was trying to terrorize the poor kid in the bathroom and I did just that because I almost sent him running. To, in fact, he did run into the wall um, trying to get out of the bathroom. <laughs> but my line was. You know how they say it, it's time to shit or get off the pot? Well, I chose to get off the pot. Nice. And I jumped out of the stall. And I mean, I terrorized the shit out of him. But it was funny because I didn't mean for the voice to come out like that, but it came out a very leprechaun right. you know, voice. And that is a line that I would expect um, the leprechaun to say if he was in the bathroom waiting to jump out at somebody. <laughs> and, it, and, and it's really interesting, too. Uh, you know, switching gears for, for a minute there. Cause you know, again, this is a movie that already uh, was kind of a comedy horror at the time, around the time when, when horror movies were starting to implement more comedy into their horror, more chocolate into their peanut butter, if you will. Um, and like I said, just like Wishmaster, just like Chucky, just like Critters, this is a movie that you didn't get a lot of, it didn't get a lot um uh, didn't really get a good response when it first came out. Didn't get a lot of followers. Didn't, it wasn't really, it didn't explode like a lot of, but it turned out a fucking ton of sequels. Yeah. Uh, to, and, and, and of course it just got weirder and weirder at that point. I mean, cause I mean, if you look at even like Leprechaun two and three, um, which this is probably one of the few franchises I've ever seen um, where there is not a lick of connection between any of them. Like none like zero like like friday the 13th didn't have very good continuity but it still would at least keep a couple of of little nuggets here and there to kind of connect the films this one doesn't do any of that like the second movie like like it's completely a different like a different origin um it's uh it, it, again going back to the whole bugs bunny thing it's almost like each installment is like a brand new short starring our evil our evil bugs bunny um there's a, there's a new there's different way there's a there's a new and different way uh, to kill him in every ep in every movie, um, and let's let's be honest like this one I and I will I will I will give this I will give the the franchise this they had the balls to take him into space before yeah. Jason like he went into space before Jason went into space and so that's that's and and they went to space before they went to the hood. I would have thought it would have been the other way around like let's go to the hood then go to space let's 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 do the big you know, and, but and no. here's, here's the thing about that. So they sent him into space. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Then they brought him to the hood. Yep. And then instead of going, instead of going back to space, they brought him back, back to, the hood. to the hood. He went back to the hood. Oh my god. Oh my god. And and see, I had lost interest after like Leprechaun Two, um, because and, and then it, it did become kind of hokey and and whatever to me. I guess you know, going from nineteen to twenty was a big paradigm shift in my life. But I mean, um, but I'll say this: I will give I will give the series kudos for continuing. Uh, and continuing to put out, like, apparently, from what I've read, only the first two even made it into theaters. The the box office return on the second one was so bad that from from the third from the third one on, it was just direct to video. Warwick Davis came back for all of them until uh, until they did the reboot with Leprechaun Origins. Uh, back to the Hood was his last one, um, and they asked him to come back for the most recent one that came out in 2018 called Leprechaun Returns. But in an interview, uh, Warwick said that his his um his 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 outlook on film roles had changed because he had he now had children, and he really didn't want to do horror films as much while his while his kids were still young. Um, but he said he wasn't against reprising the Leprechaun role after his kids turn eighteen. But like right now, he kind of just wants to stay away from horror films because he's got kids, which okay, that's fair. You know, you know, it's it's I, I get it. Um, but so but yeah it's it's so it's so weird because like the same thing it's like the chucky movies which is why i think i think the chucky movies are really a spiritual like soulmate to leprechaun because they almost have the same trajectory like just keep getting more and more batshit insane with every installment um and they have their own like their own following like everybody loves them to different degrees um and that said so a couple uh you know, uh, a few years ago, they decided to reboot the Leprechaun series with Leprechaun Origins. Now, instead of getting Warwick Davis back, they got a um, a wrestler, uh, which whose name I is um, I'm forgetting off the top of my head right now, but it's a it's a, a a dwarf wrestler who apparently a leprechaun is his shtick in the ring. They had him portray it. I haven't seen it, um, but I have I, I from what I've read and from 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 the research that I did. They tried to go darker in tone. They tried to go more serious with it. They tried to, they basically tried to do a straight up, like pure horror flick. Didn't do very well. But then again, you know, this is the same, these are the same type of people that, you know, tried to, you know, do, um, you know, reboots of, uh, um, um, uh, um, you know, uh, Hellraiser, um, you know, and just the people they've gotten are just completely terrible. Um, <laughs> don't sugarcoat it well well there, well there's that one meme that that i that i've seen a million times and i laugh every time i see it so it shows uh it shows a picture of pinhead from the original hellraiser with doug bradley and it says you know hellraiser and then it shows a picture of uh some chubby faced guy who looks like um oh uh, what's his name from snl um Oh fuck! Um, not Horatio Sands, but the other the other fat guy from SNL, the one who played Drunk Uncle. Um, I always forget his name, and I don't know why. Because um, I because um, I really really like him. He's one of my favorites. But anyway, it looks like him wearing the pin fa- wearing the pinhead makeup, and below it it has um, uh, it has a label on it like it's a Walmart value like like cho- like it says choice value or whatever. So it's like, it's the Walmart choice value version of pinhead. And I laugh every time I see that because it's freaking hilarious. Um, but anyway, now I, I will tell you, and, and staying on the subject of leprechauns and, and St. Patrick's day, and I'm going to throw this up on St. Patrick's day because it's fucking hilarious. There is a, I'm going to call it a faux news story out there um, that took place in Alabama. And it's about it's about a five minute video at the most, and it's all about the these people that are like insistent that they see this leprechaun up in this tree, and it it takes place in Alabama. It's not a movie. It 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 happened on a real live newscast that they're going through all of this stuff. Um, and again, it may be quote unquote faux, but it, it, it's an absolutely hilarious video. And it's better than any of the other sequels to Leprechaun. (laughs) (laughs) Something else I learned too is apparently at one point because of Freddy versus Jason, 
there was uh, briefly uh, an, a plan. I wouldn't even a plan, probably just like a conversation that was had to have Leprechaun and Candyman do a crossover. Crossover, yep. Which Tony Todd immediately went, no. Because yep. Tony Todd and uh, Tony Todd, bless the man's heart. I love Tony Todd. I actually, um, one of my, one of my uh, wrestling friends is good friends with him, uh, Monique Dupree. Uh, love you, Monique, if you ever hear this. Um, so Tony Todd flat out refused because he had integrity. And he, you know, because the Candyman, the Candyman movies are, they have a message. Like, they're not just like, just, you know, throw away horror movies there's you know it's about slavery it's about you know equal rights like there's a lot to the fucking movies and you know then a lot of people like talk about and you know it, he wanted to keep the integrity of those movies and i don't blame him for that yeah. you know like if you uh, wanted to do if you wanted to do a crossover chucky would have been the way to go fucking leprechaun versus chucky fucking like two munchkin little creatures going at it that would have been fucking amazing critters Critters would have been another good or, one. Um, that would have been interesting, though. What um, was the other one with the uh, the worms coming out of the ground? Um, tremors. Tremors. Thank you. I love tremors. Yeah. Tremors. Tremors. That tremors is another one. Tre- that's a, thank you for bringing that. Tremors is another film uh, franchise that came out of the '90s that combined horror with comedy. Yeah. Um, from the get go. Now, granted, Tremors knew how to do it right. Um, Tremors did it in the Ghostbusters fashion where the comedy came, like where the threats were, uh, were, were played straight, but the comedy came out of the reactions to the threat. Whereas in the Leprechaun series, even the Leprechaun is wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and you would jokes. So, you know, it's, um, but, um, you know, it's Tremors is another one. That's, that's another one that just kind of went off the rails and just became something else entirely. Like I saw the fourth or the fifth one where they brought in Jamie Kennedy, um as uh as um uh bert's uh not bert um the the gun happy guy as uh um you know as as his son or whatever and it was it was it was made for tv you know it was just bad so um one last thing because i uh we've been actually been talking for a good clip um so like i told you guys and i'm gonna take the point on this one because i i I surprised I, i surprised my cohorts uh, by by watching Leprechaun Returns this afternoon in preparation for this show. Because here's the thing. I wanted to at least get a sample of some of the new stuff that came out. And Leprechaun Returns, I thought, was the best way to go because it came out in 2018. It, um, uh, it was written by Suzanne Kelly. Mark Jones originally supposed to be executive producer on it, but they couldn't negotiate a good salary, so he backed out. Um, it's... So the thing about Leprechaun Returns is that they kind of went the Halloween route and they decided to make a sequel that was a direct sequel to the first original film and ignored all the sequels, all the other sequels that have come since and, 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 and completely uh, divorces itself from Leprechaun Origins. Um, they got a different guy to play the Leprechaun because um, they, again, Warwick Davis, they asked him to be in it. He declined because of his current mindset with his kids. Um, so I watched it this afternoon cause I, I kind of wanted to see, I was like, all right, I want to see, maybe it'll be halfway decent because it's tying into the first film. Maybe, maybe I, I wanted to give it the benefit of the doubt because I liked the new Halloween so much. Oops. <laughs> so first thing, the first thing I see when I, when I, cause I rented it off on Amazon. The first thing I see when the movie starts sci-fi original strike number one. And here's why. So anybody who's familiar with sci-fi original movies, they're horrible. They're, they're, they're not even bad in a good way. Like, like fuck, fuck Sharknado. Fuck it up its fucking ass. Sharknado is not funny. Sharknado is not so bad it's good. Sharknado is a piece of shit. Easy, easy. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's not. It isn't. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's sci-fi trying to make a so bad it's good movie and it, it never works when when you when you intentionally try to make a so bad it's good movie it almost always fails i actually like the original did not like the sequels the only reason the only way i watched sharknado was when riff tracks did a live uh Ooh, nice. tele, did a live telecast of it in theaters and it was hilarious um so 
anyway, and, and of course, Lava Lantulas and the, like just there, there's sci-fi original movies are horrible. They're just horrible. They're not, they're not good. It's basically, it's basically a bunch of guys in a boardroom with like a bunch of random words on the wall and they throw darts to see like, Oh, what, what, what can we come up with? Just, just the plot doesn't does really have to matter. Let's, uh, Oh yeah, let's do, let's do bear phobia. Oh, that's amazing. That's a great one. Let's do, um, let's do, let's do, let's do gasquito. It's like a mosquito made of gas. Oh, really? That's great. You know, it's, 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 that's, that's their, that's really how sci-fi original movies are made. That's sorry to, you know, Oh, by the way, Santa Claus isn't real either, children. I'm sorry. <gasps> anyway, just kidding. You um, know that. So, but, but anyway, is. I will say this. And that, well, that's the other, the other thing, too, is um, the last time sci-fi aired, and I, I wouldn't say it, was a, it wasn't a sci-fi original, but the last time sci-fi bought the distribution rights and aired, uh, to, uh, aired sequels to a, a beloved franchise, they also shit the bed. And those two movies were Return of the Living Dead Necropolis and Return of the Living Dead Rave to the Grave. Both of which I was excited for when they first came out. When, when Sci-Fi first announced, hey, we're going to be airing them before you see them anywhere else. I was like, oh my God, I love Return of the Living Dead. I love Return of the Living Dead 1. I love 2. I love 3. Like, this is awesome. I, and it was like, it was on a Saturday night. They were going to gonna air them back to back. I bought popcorn. I bought, like, I just like, I was ready to go. I forgot to turn all the lights. Oh my God! Return of the Living Dead, Necropolis, Return of the Living, Love, Return of the Living Dead, Rave to the Grave, are like if if you just injected yourself with cancer because you hate yourself just that much. Um, <laughs> poor Peter Coyote, the man needed work apparently. Um, they're both horrible movies, and it's just it's and so when I again seeing that this was a sci-fi original movie, I was like, oh no, here we go again. Um, now that said, the movie wasn't bad, but it was terribly mediocre, which is almost worse. Um, there's really nobody, uh, nobody that you know is in it. It's a bunch of young, uh, nobodies, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, they basically, um, you have, uh, Taylor Spitler who I think she does a lot of TV work. She's been on soap operas. She, I think she was in a couple of sitcoms or whatever. She's probably the most notable for all of you youngins out there. She plays the main character, Lila. Again, this movie ties into the original, so she is the daughter of Jennifer Aniston's character in the original film. The only carryover in this movie from the original is they brought back Mark Holton as Ozzy. He is now on his own. He is now a, uh, like a like a a taxi driver or, or like an uber driver slash uh tow truck driver um they kind of downplayed his simple his simpleness a bit which is probably for the best um but i will say this there there, there are some things that i like about this movie they really did their homework in trying to tie this to the original film for example in the original uh leprechaun movie what does ozzy do he swallows up one of the gold pieces by accident and, of course, the leprechaun spends a good portion of the movie trying to tear it out of him. Now, this makes no fucking sense whatsoever, but I applaud them for their continuity, I guess, in a way. Apparently, this gold piece never passed. It's still fucking inside him. 25 years later, he's still got that gold piece in his gut. And this is how the, and this is how the leprechaun gets out, because it, it basically, what, the, 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 the generic plot is um, Lila, the... Uh, Jennifer Anderson's character's daughter comes back to this town 25 years later. Her and her sorority sisters are apparently in the process of trying to build a sorority house on the, on, on the land where the original house from the first film used to be. They demolished it and are building up. This apparently wakes up the leprechaun played by a new guy. And, uh, and then the, the, the coup de gras to, to bringing him back is, one, they say that if, as long as a piece of Leprechaun exists, he's not truly dead. He can come back. And two, because Ozzy still has that gold piece in his gut and he accidentally like removed the, um, removed the uh, four-leaf clover that I guess was keeping him down in the well, water sprays out of the well into his face. He drives back from dropping off Lila at the, at the sorority house, starts coughing and gagging. You start to see 
stuff moving around in his stomach and the leprechaun finally gets his day he finally get you know basically gets what he wanted in the first movie he finally retrieves the coin from ozzy's gut and the way he does it is he comes out legs first coming right out of his stomach then sticks his head out his gut makes it look like it's a c-section birth looks up at ozzy and goes papa this, ladies and gentlemen, is the, is the beginning of a long and horrible journey down several dad joke quips by everybody. The quips are so bad. They are, they, dad jokes, I think, are better by comparison. They're awful. We, I'm really not joking. Like, just every time the leprechaun quipped, and that's the other thing, too. The leprechaun spent a lot of time just walking up to people and talking to them, just long monologues, which was really, really odd. Um. But I will say this. The other thing that I liked about it is the makeup effects and the special effects are actually really good. They were, I was really impressed with how good the effects were. There's a guy who gets split in half, which, I mean, we've seen in better movies, but still pretty good. Um, this movie brings back humor. It doesn't, it's not as, it's not as campy, I think, as the original, but it, and it kind of does. At one point, the leprechaun is riding uh, one of those. Um, um, oh God, I am forgetting words tonight. Um, he's he's basically riding a drone and going after them. Um, but it's the the biggest problem with the film is the movie tries too hard to be to be smart uh, and and, and self aware. And it fails on both points. It's almost like somebody looked at a Joss Whedon film and tried to emulate like the type of dialogue and the type of smart and witty comebacks. And yeah, fair. but and but 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 apparently like the they were looking through bo- like through Coke bottles when they were doing it. And so like it's 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 really really bad. It's really really awful. The the dialogue is horrible. The characters are two dimensional. Um, the only thing this thing really has going for it is the the kills. The kills are some of the kills are pretty inventive. Um, the quips after them are awful. Um, like there's there's one point where um, the main character uh, Lila discovers a way to kill the leprechaun, and so she they've taken uh, clovers and basically juiced them, turned them into liquid. She puts a she puts a pipe down his throat. And fills him up with clover juice, which for the clovers are supposed to kill him. And she goes, she goes, how about a shamrock shake? And, and then wow. she goes, and then she goes, man, I wish, so, I wish, I, man, I wish somebody was here to hear that. And I, I, I actually said out loud, no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> it's always good when you can talk to movies. She, she's, she's like, how about a shamrock shake? And I was like, and she's like, man, I wish somebody was here to hear that. I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. The other one is that I thought was kind of funny is, so she finally, they electric, they, and that's a weird thing. It's almost like they were, whoever wrote this was pulling shit out of their ass. They were making things up as they go to try to, to try to make this movie last 90 minutes. I said last week, I got a shitty idea and I can make it shittier. Yeah. Cause they were really like the times when the, when the leprechaun isn't on screen, um, drag, um, the characters aren't interesting. Their dialogue isn't interesting. They're, they're, like I said, their witty repartee is awful. It's 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 like it's like somebody hired Joss Whedon's like twelfth cousin fifty times removed to write the dialogue. Um, but there's another point where she electrocutes him and sets him on fire and everything, and he's trying to grab her and she kicks him in the face and she says, "Eat dick, ass baggins." Wow. And I went, "Oh my god." You literally had the perfect. You could. You should have said dildo baggins. You said eat. You literally had a much better line because you said eat dick. You could have said dildo baggins and you went ass baggins. Really? What the, who made the choices in this film? Wow. Now that said, it was okay. I mean, it, was, <laughs> it let's, let, let's be honest. All of the movies are formulaic. This really just followed suit, followed suit. You know, they utilized the standard teen stereotypes. You had your, your, your fucking horn dog. You had your bitch. You had your blah, 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 whatever. Um, I will say, in another, in another grown-worthy moment, um, the, uh, the letters for the sorority house uh, were AU. 
which anybody who knows their or their chemistry knows that AU is the symbol for gold. Grown. Well, well. Um, and the other thing too is, and again, coming back around full circle to the uh, to the Return of the Living Dead connection. This movie also ends almost in the exact same fashion as Return of the Living Dead: Rave to the Grave. In Return of the Living Dead: Rave to the Grave, uh, the brief the, the brief and, and ridiculous plot is somebody has taken um, uh, trioxin and turned it into a rave drug. The side effect is it has turns them into zombies. Now, one of the things that I hated about Return of the Living Dead, the the, the two sci-fi uh, distributed sequels, is they didn't adhere to any of the fucking rules of the original three movies. In fact, they didn't even adhere to their own rules they established at the beginning of the films. Um, they break rules like constantly, which, as we all know from my rant about Ghostbusters, if you're going to establish rules for the movie, please play by those rules and don't break them at the at the last minute. Um, if you have a, if if you establish a reason within, that's fine. It's still it's still bad, but whatever. But if you just have if you just don't if you just break them all willy nilly, what's the fuck? Anyway, but they like you can shoot the Return of the Living Dead zombies in the in in the sci-fi sequels in the head and kill them. They yes. they're easily dispatchable. They don't have the indestructibility that the originals had. They're, it's all it's all ridiculous. So that said, they bring back in Return of the Living Dead: Rave to the Grave a new Tar Man character, which everybody's familiar with Return of the Living Dead. You're familiar with the Tar Man. He's the one that comes out of the canister in the first two movies, you know, brains. He's all slimy and gross. They came, they had a new Tar Man character for Rave to the Grave. But this, in a really weird twist, when you think he's been dispatched at the very end, you find out in a, in a, in a mid-credit scene or right before the credits roll, like a bonus scene, you see him hitchhiking down the road with a sign that says brains are bust. And of course, everybody that sees him immediately like speeds off quicker because they see that he's a walking corpse. And the movie just, and, and almost in a very like uh, Incredible Hulk TV show moment, you just see him sadly walking down the road trying to hitch a ride for brains and not getting it. And I was like, what the fuck? Why did you ruin what I love? <laughs> and so Leprechaun Returns does the exact same thing, even though they try to kill the leprechaun like three different times in three different ways, even though they're supposed to work and they don't for some other reason. Some of the logic in this movie doesn't make sense. Again, and I, and I, I, I might even be in the same people that made both, uh, both sequels. I don't even know. In, in, in almost the same bent, right before the credits roll, we get one bonus scene where the leprechaun has survived walking down the road with a sign that says, and I think in this case, I think it says like, um, um, like Iowa or bust or something. Cause what they established early on is the main character tries to give him back all his gold. But when she finds where it's stashed, there's only maybe about 20 gold pieces left. And you find out that one of the other sorority sisters used the rest of the gold to help build the new sorority house. And so she says that there's basically gold all over the, like that. It's like she put, she basically went to a, a, a cash for gold store and basically sold the gold for cash in with with the with the intention of buying the gold back later, but by the time she went back, it was already too late. The gold had already been bought by other people, and so she goes, "There's some of that gold's in like in like Iowa, and some some of that gold's in blah blah blah, and some of that gold's." So the connection back to that line, the leprechaun, you know, looking really really in bad shape because he just he got exploded at the end of the film. Spoiler alert: walking down the road with a sign that says like Idaho or bust or whatever. And, and just looking for somebody to pick him up in his case, he actually a truck, the truck, uh, a pickup truck carrying chickens in the back actually picks him up and takes him away. He doesn't kill him or anything. He just rides in the back as they go to credits, which was again, like, okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just, I, I didn't, I, I went in the, I went in with the expectations that I was going to hate this film because of all the red flags. I actually didn't mind the movie so much. It's, it's like I said, it is, it's, it's, it's really mediocre, which is worse than, than being bad uh, in a lot of cases. Um, too much really bad dialogue. It just, it, it's, it almost is like it wanted to try to be, um, it wanted to try to follow 
the route that the original took, but it just like, it's almost like I had a really bad blue, 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 blueprint. Instead of having an actual blueprint of the first film, it had a copy of 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 that blueprint. And we're like, well, this is good enough. We're just going to try to make this thing and hope that it's like the first one. And well, anyway, like I said, like I've said a million times before, your results may vary. Give it a watch. You, you know, it's, uh, Leprechaun Returns is probably one of those movies that'd be fun with a group of people. Maybe get a little drunk or maybe, you know, coke a little or something while you watch it. Um, there, there's, there's some interesting things that happen. Like I said, the kills, the kills are, the kills are probably the best part. They had, the gore is great. The makeup is great. Some very inventive kills. Um, I was impressed with the, with some of the kills that they did in that movie. Um, you know, but there's, this is the rest of it. It's just that, you know, so anyway, um, as a tie into the original film, I, I give it a, I, I give it an A for doing its homework and really trying to tie it into the first film, but it really kind of gets a D plus and everything else. Um, but you know, it's, 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 it's unfortunate because it, in fact, um, I think at one point in the movie, they actually show a picture of Jennifer Aniston's character. Cause they got, they actually got her permission to, to, they actually told her she did. They, they didn't, there's conflicting stories on it too. Um, some, some of the reports I see say that they approached her. Others say that they never did, but they called her and said, we're doing it. And she was like, yeah, no problem. You can use my, so I think there's a picture of her in it. And they got a, a voice actor who can do a good Jennifer Aniston impression to do her voice. Cause at one point the leprechaun, because what you find out is, is that, Lila's mother uh, basically kind of went the same direction as um, as Laurie Strode in the new Halloween. She kind of went a little nuts, like a little freakish out. She was, you know, always worried that the monster was going to come get her or whatever. Um, but she ended up dying of cancer for some odd reason. Um, but the leprechaun, uh, at one point in the movie, uh, Lila captures her or captures him. And he starts speaking with his mother's, with her mother's voice saying, Hey, if you let me go, I'll, be, I'll you can make a wish. You can wish to have your mother back. And then, so they, but they ended up getting a voice actress who sounds like uh, Jennifer Aniston. And it was actually really good. Like I, I actually, like I already knew ahead of time that it was, that it wasn't her, but it was a very good likeness. Um, and well, one other thing I want to mention before, before we kind of finish this or kind of wind this episode down. So again, Ozzy, um, you know, the, the, the guy that, that came back from the only guy to come back from the original film. Um, man, I lost my place here for a second. Holy shit. I, I thought I was done. Um, Mark Holton. He gets killed off early in the film. Um, Cause this movie, this movie, another thing too, this movie borrows from a lot of other movies. There's a, there's a scene where the leprechaun takes his face off all of Friday th- or uh, all of nightmare on Elm street. Uh, there's a scene where the leprechaun turns into a bunch of little leprechauns, very reminiscent of army of darkness. Uh, they even do a lot of similar gags. This movie borrowed from a lot of different things. And another thing that they borrow from too is American Werewolf in London. Because Ozzy's character, like I said, he gets killed early on in the film when the leprechaun basically finally gets his final gold piece. But here's the weird thing. Ozzy keeps coming back to Lila as a ghost. Uh, his, his entrails are still hanging out of his gut. He, he can't speak for some odd reason. I think it's just because, I don't actually, I don't know why. Um, I, I might've missed it. Maybe his tongue fell out or something. Um, but he shows up just when Lila needs him to, to, you know, basically help her find, you know, exposition and help her find shit. And then he just goes away until the very end. It's, it's really, really weird. Like he, it's, it's very American Wolf in London-ish. Um, such a weird, weird thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it other than, than, than that, but, uh. <laughs> Your your no, I, your results may vary. I've know? been I've been the silent silent minority here tonight. Yeah, I sorry about that. Like it's, I yeah, hmm, I I I I can't recommend it to you. Uh, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I can't I, I can't recommend you to watch it, but I can dare you to watch it. Let me do that. Let's let's let, let, let me play it that way instead. I won't recommend Leprechaun Returns to you guys, but I'll dare you to watch it. I'll dare you. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say watch Leprechaun the original. I believe it's absolutely a, it's a classic in the in the horror genre that needs to be appreciated for what it is. And hell, watch watch all the sequels too. No, I mean, don't see that's where I was going. Don't. Oh, just don't. well. All right. So unless you want to see the Leprechaun take on Ice T, I guess you could see the first uh, Leprechaun 
Back in the Hood, which is spelled with T-H-E. Unlike the sequel to that, which would be Back in the Hood. I'll, the. I'll, I'll say this. I, I'm not recommending that you watch the sequels because they're any good. I'm recommending you watch the sequels because there are certain charms to them because, because of the balls to the wall approach that they apply. Like, I mean, come on. Who, I just, just for the sake of watching a leprechaun in space. I mean, fuck. Uh, Why not? Again, maybe, maybe have some brewskis or some alcohol on hand when you watch them. They're ridiculous. They're ridiculous, but I think they have their charms. Uh, much in the way a lot of the sequels from movies at that time did. Um, your results may vary as always. Uh, I, 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 would re- I would definitely recommend um, the Leprechaun sequels over the millions of Hellraiser sequels that we got that were complete and utter, hey, this is a movie that is completely unrelated to Hellraiser, but how can we work Pinhead into this and rewrite the script? Oh, all right, we'll just have him show up. Oh, that's cool. Let's just do that. I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll give you that. I, I I can't. Yeah, the only the only and another quick sidebar before we wind this down. The only Hellraiser movie of that ilk that I can honestly say is actually not bad is the one where they bring back Christy, and it's the one where there's the twist at the end where you find out that like I think she was dead the whole time or so. Like like it was it's like a murder mystery with Pinhead involved, but then you find out the the whole time that like uh, that like. Or I think I think no, it was that's right. It was like a it was like a crime noir, like a like a detective noir type of story with a cop, and uh, um, and Christie's in it at some point. But then you find out at the very end that he was like dead the whole time. Spoiler alert! And that actually that's why Pinhead was visiting him or whatever. It I don't remember exactly. It's been a while since I've seen it, but it actually isn't bad. It's actually quite of uh, um uh an inventive way to bring Pinhead into the situation. It's not played hokey. It's played straight. It's actually not bad, but. Anyway, I digress. I, I keep cutting you off, and I'm sorry. I've no, not at all. Ah. <laughs> not at all. So that's going to wind down our look at Leprechaun and Later. its other sequels. <laughs> watch Leprechaun. Watch Leprechaun Returns. Um, don't expect anything much out of the 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 other. Well, that would be six. Uh, sequels that are in there. You can buy the whole entire box set for like 13 bucks at FYE. That the should tell you something. Collection. The Pot of Gore Collection is what it's yeah, called. Yeah, that should tell you something. If you could buy a box set that cheap, um, yeah. Well, <laughs> your, results, your results may vary. Yeah, exactly. So, on behalf of Donnie and myself, we wish you a wonderful, happy St. Patrick's Day. This has been episode number 24. We will be coming at you next week with episode 25 already. And we're not going to tell you what it is. But that is our, uh, yeah, our 25th episode. And tonight was episode number 24 because I can count. Um, math. But yeah. Yay, math. Um, but stay safe. Uh, wash your hands. Um, you know, stay inside, watch movies. If you, you know, if your work or yeah. school or Shit, man. whatever events got canceled, um, you know, binge watch the hell out of the Leprechaun series. Why not? You know, Pick up Before, on your horror flicks. I, just don't make it the last horror movie you ever watch. You know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. God forbid we all die tomorrow. Um, you know, <laughs> you don't want Leprechaun to be the last movie you ever see. Please, 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 please. But to stay, stay away from Blackbirds. If you see them just appear out of nowhere. Yes. Had told the elderly lady and, uh, and it, she appears in your dreams. If they turn, if they turned into a guy named Randall Flag, uh, yeah, run, go, just go, yeah. go, go, go. Of, 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 avoid dark men in jean jackets. Or if they start falling out of the sky. Yeah. yeah if the crows start falling, not Randall Flags. There's only one Randall Flag. So if multiple <laughs> Randall Flags start falling out of your sky, you probably are under attack by someone who wrote one of the Leprechaun sequels. but anyway we love you guys we will catch you next week enjoy spring is finally here it's going and for tonight we are out bye everybody